Welcome to Trash Romance Central. I am your hostess with the mostest, Becca, no last name, and I have two very special guests returning with me today. I have my very own Twitter wife, Hani, with us. Say hello to the people. Hi, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. And also returning, I have the only one, DZ loving Chris. Say hello. Hey, everybody. Hey, so wow. Um, guys, <laughs> just to show you how committed we are to this podcast, to trash romance. We watched basically porn at 10 in the morning, actually nine in the morning for Hani, because she's an hour uh behind us. Um, we watched the final, well, not the final installment, on the third installment of 365. What was it called? 365 Next Day? I don't even know the title. Oh, the, like, next, <laughs> the Next 365, I believe. The Next 365. Um, if you did not listen to the last podcast about this, I would just go listen to it. Um, but basically, Laura gets kidnapped in the first movie. She gets kidnapped in the second movie. She dies almost in both of them. I mean, that's that's basically <laughs> the plot. But am I missing anything? <laughs> Nope. Uh, that's pretty much everything that happens. Although I'm really proud of our girl Laura. She does not get kidnapped in this one. In this movie. Yes. Uh, so round, of, some round of yeah. applause. If I can figure out how to insert a round of applause sound effect, that will go right here. <laughs> okay. So we'll see if we can do it. Um, but before we unpack, I do want to give you guys um, some time to to maybe change your views. I know last time we talked about your favorite tropes and your least favorite tropes. Has <laughs> your thoughts on anything changed? Have you had any epiphanies? Hani, I know that you still hate friends to lovers. Have you have you thought about any of these things since last time we talked? Listen, I just want to make it clear. It's not that I hate all friends to lovers. I just hate friends to lovers with no pause in between because it's just... I, I still stick my by my it's very pathetic stance. <laughs> Sorry to all the lovers. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it, especially if you're operating under the especially if the modus operandi is lies. Essentially, you're lying about your reasons for being there for the person. So I'm not for it. I am still for enemies to lovers trope. Um that does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because usually it's it's one of the most honest ways to begin something i don't it's just the honesty factor for me honesty okay so you mean that the the people sorry to cut you off boo you mean that the people are usually like hate is the most i guess like truest form of expression so you mean like if you hate somebody or if you disagree with them you can't really fake that right that's what like okay yeah, okay, but- that's actually a good point. I never I've thought about it that way. what Chris is saying. Yeah, maybe that's my issue with the friends to lovers because usually there's some dishonesty on the person who's, because there's one mm. person who's always pining, yeah. but it's keeping it hidden. And Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I have been binge watching Castle because for some strange reason, I am like really in this slow burn phase of my life. Um, and castle is literally torturous like all of these like because all of these like primetime dramas at the time like bones or like any other show you had to wait like six seasons for them to even fucking say i love you but then when they finally do it one of the people don't remember or they pretend like it never happened and i'm like oh my god like it's torture but i literally cannot get myself to stop watching it until it finally happens well and and so 
Those mm-hmm. are some of the best kinds. I mean, casserole is delicious. Most I of know, time. but to your point, though, that lack of honesty is so frustrating because that's what I'm going through right now in season four is that they literally will not be honest with each other about how they feel. And they keep like going around like, you know, he'll be like, oh, shit. he'll almost say I love you, but then he'll be like, oh, I care for you. And I'm like, come the fuck on. <laughs> like, I can't. What is this? Like, just <laughs> we're adults. Like, it's almost like, um, what's the show with the Satan guy? Uh, Lucifer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Literally. I was losing my mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. And like Lucifer reminds me so much of Castle. And then I found out that Lucifer actually is kind of inspired by bones, by the bone ship. Because that's a, it's a very similar, like, hardcore female detective who gets put right, with, like, right. this very immature, you know, like, sexual man. Right. And then they have, like, tension and stuff. So, like, I I don't know what you call that trope right now, but, like, slow burn detective. Yeah, slow burn, <laughs> um, slow burn detective be, trope. I think you that know what you need to watch um, after, though, what? if you're into oh, that? No. The mentalist. No. No, that should have oh. just repetitive fuckery. Like, oh my <laughs> god! What the mentalist? That's why you hate it? The mentalist. Talk about talk about having issues and nothing ever gets addressed, and it's abusive. <laughs> like, do they get together like though in the show? Spoiler no, they're alert! Together. They're together. They do breathing. Yeah, it's a very very. Like, how many how many castles? seasons? How many seasons we talking about? Oh, a lot. <laughs> like, I feel like it's more than Castle. I haven't watched it in a oh, minute. Oh, but... my God. Okay. Yeah, but I yeah, don't know no. if I can do they're... that. <laughs> At least with Castle, though, I will say the one thing. I... Their chemistry was so good that you almost would never know that they hated each other. I know. I, refuse, I refuse to read about, because I remember I posted something on Twitter and I asked, like, which ship was better. And I think I did Castle versus yeah. Bones. And I haven't watched Bones yet. My plan is to finish Castle up until they finish, they actually get together. Because after they get together, I'm not watching it. I don't want to see no one happy. I just like the sober part because <laughs> I'm a sick individual. So after they get together and they're happy, I'm going to end the show, pretend like that's when it ended, and then start Bones. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't want to, like, ruin it for myself. So I haven't researched the behind the scenes yet. And once we get to the behind the scenes, then I'll figure out why they hated each other in real life. Yeah, so no, I, have, I have this all planned and mapped out. <laughs> in I, my head. I've been reading more, really, okay. than watching things, um, So that which is new for me. Anything um, good? But, um, I finally read The Spanish Love Deception, and that was really good. And that's, like, I never finished that. I think I finished like 85% and I think I had like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a sick individual. I think yeah. again, when they finally, you I think when he like anything. said, I think when he said, I love you, I was like, okay, that, that's enough for me. I'm you missed some things after, but me and uh, Kez on Twitter just started watching industry on HBO. We were only one oh, episode. I'm watching, I'm watching it. Oh, oh no. It's so I good. Seen- Ugh, I've seen her tweets and I literally quote tweeted her and was like, you're not about to get me. I'm not starting no, no, another new so show. You, you it's do. good. It's quality. It's, it's only eight episodes per season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the episodes aren't that long. We're used to DZs. Like I it'll know. be nothing. Yeah. Um, I got my train ride home, like an episode. So yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. And they're, chem- they have a height difference and their chemistry is like pliable from the very first moment they met mm-hmm. the looks, the, ang- oh, 
It's drama. And they don't get together till the second season, so I know I'm in for a ride, but I also know okay. they do get together. So we got, so. We got oh, some just, slow burn. Now I gotta blaze through it now that you told me that. Because I want to see how that's going to happen, working it out with her roommate. God, I fucking hate that bitch. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers if you're watching uh, <laughs> Industry. <laughs> I say roommate. I didn't say which one. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she got multiple oh, roommates. Yeah. Oh, God. I love it. Oh, I'm um, so excited to get into this, though. I don't think. I know. Understand. I know. Yeah. I just wanted to try to. To see where we were trash wise, it sounds like we we're all still, still have- very trashy. <laughs> yeah, we're in the It sounds yeah. like we all still have. If anything, it sounds like our tastes have gotten even worse since last time we all talked <laughs> to one another. Um, which I am here for. You love to see it. Um, so yeah, I I know like last time we covered this, a lot of people were like, "Oh, do I need to watch the movies to be able to listen?" Um, shout out to Kristen from DZ for DZ because she literally texted me and was like, I'm not going to watch this, but I will listen to the podcast to support you. So <laughs> you don't need to have watched the movie to listen to this podcast about the movie. Yes, that sounds very strange, but um, we try to go into detail about what's happening. And honestly, we we more um, I think we more talk about like the tropes and the relationships behind it and less about what the actual content is, because if we're being honest, there is no content. It's just sex um music music videos in between shopping sprees a lot of alcohol like you're not really missing plot let's just be honest here a lot of alcohol Mm -hmm. like oh my god how do they not have liver damage listen (laughs) one thing this movie i'm just gonna put that out into the universe i am ready and to put my application in to be a mob wife i feel like that's a role i was born for i'd be a really really good mob wife but you can't be like a poor mobster. <laughs> like you have to have Sarah is like the private, most private self, jet has to be involved. She is the most self-deprecating, self. She just wants to It's just it's it's I don't know. Like this bitch is like blow up the world. Um, and I respect it. I respect it. I'm, I, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I love it. I will say the one thing I enjoy about these movies and about Lara as a character is that it's finally nice. I know this is going to sound ridiculous to say, but it's finally nice to have a female character that I love, love to hate, and also hate. Thank you. There's so many emotions she invokes in me. Yes. We had a, uh, we were watching all together like right before so we all watched it together so we could have live reactions and we were kind of like going back and forth on our thoughts and I kind of said a similar thing is that like it's really really nice to see a character who is just honestly written like a man like really written like so immorally and unethical like literally in this movie she cheats on her husband um and of course I don't condone cheating but like I enjoyed watching it I mean cheat on her she just like has an active imagination and she flirts with the line no they actually had oh, sex that bitch had an emotional affair fuck that she that wasn't cheated. they actually had sex did they i thought they i thought that was nah, her nah, no nah, the, they actually when they were on the beach that that was real that was it. actually she, happening she's like oh my person and she gonna yeah remember she was about she was doing yeah she actually went the extra mile and cheated and yeah i know how i feel about cheating tropes i do not like cheating so let me just say anything anything that i say after this is purely fictional so don't be going yeah, like, don't be going yeah, and finding my 
don't go find my bae online and send him a clip of me <laughs> saying that I condone cheating because that's not true. All right. Let me just put that out there that Word. this is for purely fictional reasons. All right. And purely fictional reasons. I'm yeah. with Lord. I don't condone oh. it. But sometimes you, you know, you got to look out no, for you. Let's get into it because I'm the opposite. I know you are. And that's why this is about to be some really interesting conversation. Word. So for, for back for backstory, Hani, kind of explain again what, okay, happened, so in what second, happens in the second movie. In the second movie, and this uh, Laura has gone through a miscarriage and she never told him. So she's feeling a lot of emotions. And then she sees who she thinks is her husband with his ex-girlfriend. Turns out he's got a twin brother because why wouldn't he have a twin brother that she knew nothing about? And she meets this gardener. We're just going to call him Nacho. Actually, I like to call him Nacho Cheese. So that's Nacho Libre. (laughs) (laughs) I hate the fact she chose that name for him. I know. Uh, She was disrespectful from day one. Um, (laughs) But she, he, he literally gets in his acts like a white knight saves her and helps her and takes her to this Island. And she starts pretty much an emotional affair at that point, because she's under the impression that her husband cheated on her and her life is like over. Now this is where I would be like, you should cheat back. And I would have fucked nacho cheese at this point. Um, But she doesn't. A couple of things happen. Finally, everything comes out. Turns out that it was the twin brother and Nacho Cheese, her little like um, hero, was helped the plot and helped her think that her husband cheated on her. They're in a church. A shootout happens. She the gets twin shot in the ovaries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird. Right? She gets <laughs> shot. The twin brother dies, and then uh, this movie starts with the funeral of the twin brother and the two mafia families. Pretty much going, Massimo going, stay out of my territory. We're drawing hard lines. Let's just end this before it starts. And she's going through a bit of a depression, and she looks a hot mess. Bless her little heart. Uh, and she's trying to fuck him, but he's like, the doctor said no. I was shocked. I, yeah. I, I wasn't because he was still mad at her. I mean, he's not going to say it, but he was still upset exactly. with her. Exactly. exactly. But they Men's were having angry sex from like the get go. Yeah, but uh, it, this but is like, different. She says yeah. this later on. Like she says something like once once she actually does cheat. Um, and I'm kind of skipping around, but once she actually does cheat, they have this big confrontation. And she says that, you know, after I got shot, you kind of went inside yourself and like shut yeah. me out. And she was like, it's my turn to do that. And so, again, I don't condone it, but she What's he had he shut. I know it was. It's a very stupid reason. Like, if you're just going to cheat, just say you're going to cheat. But she she tried to make it poetic. <laughs> And we love to we love to see that. She was trying to. She didn't use so now she's saying she's gonna do what he did. Sorry to keep jumping around, but I just can't let go. When she said that, I wanted to smack it like you dumb bitch. No, but I I I understand it. Here's the thing with cheaters, though. Cheaters will never admit most of them the fact that they cheated just because they wanted to cheat. They will come up with a justification for it. So that tracked for me. She needed to justify. She wasn't gonna own the fact that she cheated because she wanted to cheat and she wanted to punish him back. 
she needed to put that on him. And that was her way of saying, I wouldn't have cheated if you didn't X, Y, and Z, you know? Exactly. So, but so yeah, it's not to hop around, but it, that's kind of like what happens in the beginning is that he shuts her out because he is trying to deal with the fact that he did not know about this, this baby from like the first movie that she lost a child. Um, yep. And so like yeah. he, he can't come to resolve with her. And so, like Chris said, like they're having all this angry sex, but they're not really communicating. They're not really opening up to one another. It's just like, yeah. Well, before they have the angry sex, though, she's like, I'm going to go. She tries to put herself back to how she was the first time they met. I don't know if you noticed, because remember, she goes with her friend. um, They go shopping. She gets her hair done and she looks very similar to how she did that first. Yeah. in the first movie. And then when she she walks past him. Yeah, um, and not to like and bump him in the shoulder. I'm like, so what? He gonna grab you in the corner now in the house? What's gonna happen? No, 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 no. I'm talking about in the in the first few scenes. I don't know if you guys remember, but that black dress she had on, the way her hair was styled, like not to like elevate the plot, <laughs> but that's what I do. But it literally to me, it was her doing a little bit of a mind fuck trying to bring yeah. him back to the first time they met. Look at you seeing symbolism. Aisha Hana. I, I, can, I can find <laughs> symbolism everywhere. Aisha Hana. Honey says, I'm going to go with the poeticness that they've been serving me. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just following. No, but that's what she does. And that's the first time we actually, it's only five minutes into the movie, but that's five yeah. minutes longer than the first few movies that we get a sex scene because he's like, oh, yeah. it's almost a visceral reaction for him where he goes um, and they have that really hot sex. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I, they're waiting for me. And he leaves, which is very different because usually he like he sticks around. There's like right. some emotional part but that's when you know their marriage is in trouble because there's just absolutely nothing yeah. from him mm-hmm. but see this is why i have a little bit of a problem let me let me bring my my good girl lahora as i like to call her affectionately i'm not calling her whore to be mean i i just appreciate her whorish ways yeah she should have continued to fuck that man into submission the way she did in the first movie and just have it out but no she lets him dodge the conversation over and over again because she's also too busy having imaginary sex because at this point she really thinks she's in love with nacho libre like she's really Uh, under the impression that she loves him she keeps having dreams about him um massimo at one point about what you called it what you called this the series yes i will i will get into that i will get (laughs) so massimo at one point was going downtown um and she was imagining that the person that was going downtown on her was Nacho. And Massimo was like, oh, wow, you're so turned on by this. And she's like, not even thinking about him. And that that part was savage. I was like, okay, Laura, you, you're you a little crazy. Like, you're tripping right now. That um, was <laughs> yes, I but Wahani... waiting for her to call him the wrong name, to be honest. What Wahani is referring to is that when we were kind of going back and forth and watching this live, I said that this was Twilight on steroids um and let me explain (laughs) because you got the actually i will say though i wish bella was more like laura like i do too i would like bella bella got a bit of more of a backbone like 
towards the end of the movies especially when she like turns full-blown vampire that's like my favorite Bella because like she finally stands up for herself instead of just making that like weepy cry face every time someone speaks to her um (laughs) like I cannot and that's my girl so I can trash her because that's my girl um so let me say that they're not completely alike but the love triangle aspect really does remind me a lot of Twilight um Nacho is Jacob like through and through um like I can't even think like what's some of the similarities that we had called out like while we were watching very simple it's the emotional manipulation and see this is part of my problem with this love triangle normally I mean I complain about them but I love love triangles deep down and I actually hate love triangles which is really interesting why I enjoyed this thoroughly (laughs) (laughs) you're also a bit of a soft bitch and you liked how Nacho was all like I love you I love um, when men sip for women and she know, had two simping. She had two though? powerful ass mafia ass macho ass men ready to drink yeah. her bath water. Okay. I love to see box. it. Exactly. I know. I'm going to get on my salt box and the reason why I'm not a fan of Jacob Nacho Libre Nacho Cheese whatever you want to call him. The most important thing to remember is technically and factually speaking, both Massimo and Nacho have kidnapped her in a way. The difference to me is that Massimo like blatantly admitted to like he was so blatant and honest about his kidnapping it. Just <laughs> grabbed her, was like, I kidnapped you, give me 365. That's it. Nacho, on the other hand, engineered a situation. Wait a second, because we really are, we really are debating who's the the better kidnapper. Like that, what is life right now? What is life right now? This is where I'm at, and I'm fine with it. This is who I am. (laughs) Nacho engineered a situation to hurt her. They used that pain to enter her life, and. And pretty much emotionally manipulated himself into the position that he currently occupies. He saw her pain the entire time they were on that island in the second movie. Oh. He saw her pain and n- knew absolutely everything and used it as a leverage against her. Never was, if he really loved her, when you really truly love someone, like lo- love, love someone, oh, you're so not going there and watch him be in pain and be able to want to do something. Yep. That's true. So if we're really talking, Nacho's worse. Like, yes, Massimo is a toxic man, but, but he, I'd rather that toxicity than Nacho's toxicity. I, at least I know where I stand with with not with not with Massimo. Mm-hmm. I I don't disagree with you. If I definitely had to choose, I would stick with Massimo. Um, you know what you're getting with Nacho. And this is what I hate. And this is this is even a perfect example of why I hate friends to lovers. It's because mm, they weren't they were kind of he says that towards the end. He's like yeah. he's like, I didn't love it wasn't love at first sight. Like after he, yeah, like, he, basically he basically kidnapped admitted her, it. He started yeah. becoming friends with her, and then that's how that's how he fell in love. Well, exactly. But this entire time she's thinking they have this relationship prior to the kidnapping. It's just gross to me. Yeah. And I know it's crazy because I'm like, ooh, kidnap me with your private jet. But mm-hmm. I would rather somebody just 
do stuff to my face rather than emotionally maybe that's what it is it's yeah, emotional manipulation you have this thing um i forgot the correct term for it but stockholm uh, yeah people people refer to it as stockholm but it's not actually the right term but um yeah that's essentially how you breed stockholm syndrome right you turn yourself into some kind of savior that what i did is going to benefit you or is benefiting you in some way, shape, or form. So that's the issue with this. She yeah, felt isn't that ha- but that's shit. but hey, hey, no. hey, Laura has Stockholm syndrome in the first movie. Like that's really no, how I it happens. She doesn't so. she's just a fucked up bitch. Like, she doesn't submit, but she doesn't submit to Massimo in the first movie until he literally saves her life on that boat. And then that's when she finally submits to him. So what's like no, but I, she wanted him from the get go. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah, she, she wanted to fuck him from the get go, yeah. but she she was playing hard. She allowed to, him. Yeah. She allowed him to to you know turn her on, penetrate. Right, like she allowed him all those liberties. She allowed it because when she says no and push him off, he backs off. Okay, I get. I it was like a time. for me. For me, it was like a game of cat and mouse. Yes. Massimo never pretended to be a hero. And even when he rescued her, he rescued her because he told her from the get-go, he was like, I'm a bad guy. I want you. I'm willing to keep you. I'm going to keep you for 365. This guy from day one infiltrated her life, pretended to be her friend. But there was even at that point, there was no friendship part on his end Mm. until he moved her to the island and got her away from Massimo then all of a sudden it's like almost he convinced he was playing that role so much that he convinced himself that he was in love with her but it's more of an ownership and it kind of for me reads a little bit like he wants to take something from Massimo more than he wants her Mm. I agree with that and what gripes me so much in the movies when he's saying to her is you always have a choice sweetie You are creating this situation and this bubble around her that forces you into her orbit. So you look like he's the only option. You saying that she always has a choice, she doesn't have to be with you, is a load of shit. Because you keep on creating situations just like how he came in the taxi. He popped up at the bar and he popped up again. He keep doing it. The same things over and over. In the first like 10 minutes when he gets told to leave Sicily, he's on the phone trying to get her to talk to him. Yep. Like (laughs) he he never, he never leaves, which I know is is so hypocritical because if he was the main dude, I'd be like, oh my God, go after your girl. But for me, I think the underlining like dishonesty is what i have and i'm I'm sensing i'm sensing a pattern here i mean even when we talked about what you guys don't like in tropes so the honesty factor is kind of where yeah you're you're not honest with a person you're taking their choice away from them Mm. and And if we're gonna talk about massimo and his behavior because i'm not gonna pretend like he was an angel in this because like you guys said he definitely shut her out but he didn't fully disconnect until that morning when he's go, you know going down on her and I'll, and he senses that she's not that 100% she's yeah, that she's that she's, that she's in a different place yeah. in her mind yeah. she was not obviously and then in, into that's yeah and that's when he's completely done and he turns to drugs and whatever 
but like i i think the saddest thing for me is that one scene where he's in the shower pleasuring himself while she's lying <laughs> in bed i'm like yeah. this is so sad you have two conventionally attractive people who yeah had, like the, that's right. that where it really shows the complete and he even try he even attempts to kind of cheat on her like he almost does he like goes to like a club and um like i mean but he never fully goes all the way he doesn't fully go all the way but by but it's let's say by real by realistic standards the man cheated but by the movie standards I don't think he because they were they're a very experimental couple. And so, like, I yeah. think by Laura's standards at that moment, he didn't actually cheat. He like almost went all the way, but he was just being, you know, he was being she's sociable. more mad about the drug use. <laughs> he was being sociable. Let's just put it in oh, the, yeah. so with well, with she's more upset with the drug use, is what she's bad about. She's upset on his dependency to do that instead of coming to her. And let them both go through something but you didn't let him in exactly like and what honey and what honey said back to that twilight comparison is um edward and massimo are very similar because what does edward do when he's you know when he's in his own world his vice isn't cocaine his vice is um i don't know running away yeah literally literally running away and going out into the going out into the sun and sparkling like that's (laughs) that's what he he decides to do so i think the thing that we haven't even got into yet which i talked about a little bit in the last one is one of my favorite aspects of these movies terrible or not is the friendship between laura and olga um olga is psychotic (laughs) like like she is that friend that like is gonna tell you like it is but also supports her when she shouldn't and I know Hani has a gripe about this. Um, she she she's a, she's a ride or die. Like she supports her. She might be a little bit of an alcoholic, but it's okay. Like we understand. Um, <laughs> and so I will say one of the comforting things is that like they. I mean, we in the past movies she had Laura had like a female rival, which I hate. I hate even in these type of films. I hate when women are pitted against each other. And so it yeah. really is nice to see that. And and out of all the movies. Like on Netflix, this one has like such a strong female friendship that you are not expecting mm-hmm. from from this film. But like, it's just, yeah, it's one of my favorite things about the movies. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about this, but I just had to get that out. <laughs> no, um, I really appreciated it. And honestly, she's contrary to what we've been led to believe with Olga. Uh, she's actually pretty observant um yeah she really is and she got sense because laura likes to play the type where she's a little bit more put together not as wild not as you know as as out there as olga is but nah she's slow um (laughs) because (laughs) olga is telling her like you don't know this man from adams he did this stuff and now you want to blow up your whole life for him why Um Here's the thing with I, I love their friendship. I let me start by that. Like it's my favorite part of the movie. They're ride or die for each other, almost to a fault. Yeah. Um, especially you see it, and we're kind of jumping around, but I feel like we've been doing that all day. Sorry if you hear my dogs park barking. They're having a moment. Um, but you see that in 
the final scene where she's like, I packed one suitcase. I'm going to grab your stuff. We can get out of here. You don't have to go. Because she cares about her, um, which almost goes back to the point where when they're having that conversation that Chris referenced, Laura is like, oh, you haven't even married Dominic. Dominico? Is that his name? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're already acting like you're part of the family. Why don't you care about me? But she didn't realize that the reason why Olga was saying what she was saying had nothing to do with loyalty to the to the family. It was loyalty oh. to Lara. Like I would hope my friends and yep. you guys, if I was doing dumb things, you would call me out and be like, "What are you doing, girl?" Absolutely. Yeah, and also she was protecting her life because the Massimo that we know from the first film, and we'll get into the ending. Um, we'll get into the ending of the movie, but the Massimo that we know from the first film would have killed Laura if he found yeah. out anything about her cheating. And so mm-hmm. to your point, honey, she's like, oh, you're not on my side. But I'm like, girl, she's protecting you because she know that man is crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and you out here, you out here messing with his said it again. enemy. She said it again when she reduced this man to a taxi driver. She said it again. <laughs> we she was like, do you not know the line of work your husband is in? Girl, why did you allow this? Well, and no offense, but my issue with Laura is she wants all the benefits of being married to Massimo, but never fully takes into account her position as his wife. Because yeah. if we're really going to get real about it, as a mob don, if his wife is cheating on him and he doesn't do anything about it, that puts him in a really dangerous yep. position. Yep. And that includes her mama. And her daddy. Mm-hmm. And her friend. And her friend. So this girl is out here bugging the hell out. You disappear for hours. Um, off she, the a G. she a G. She a G. The next morning, <laughs> ain't say shit where you been. Oh, I went for a walk. Ain't nobody buying that bullshit. Nah, she a gangster <laughs> because I swear to God, like y'all, y'all don't understand. I had her this, like this movie brought out a different side of Becca. Like y'all know me as like the as the the same the, team logic. You were, you were <laughs> all for it. You I was like the tame really one. What, what um? What will it call I'm, me? Will it call me tolerant? I'm usually the tolerant one. I'm usually the one that's like, oh no, like why would she do something like that? Y'all don't understand. This movie made me feral, y'all, and not even like that. Not even in that kind of way. Logic is out but the like, window. Logic is completely out the window because. We got to talk about how gangsta Laura is. Yes, all the stuff she did was messed up. She's my you gotta, hero. I you got to let lie. me get in my bag for a second. Laura is so gangster, okay? First of all, first of all, she cheats on her husband. Um, gets back, gets back and like, doesn't really, like not even scared. Like her best friend is like, oh, you know, Massimo found out that you had sex with Nacho. He knows everything. What are you going to do? She was like, I'm not running away from this man. She was like, I'm gonna go confront him. Blah, blah. <laughs> goes back and come <laughs> goes back. You first of all go back to her getting in that taxi and exactly, treating that man exactly. as a taxi driver. Guess and how she gets him back a taxi driver. Guess how she gets back to her husband. Guess how she goes back to her husband. She has Nacho Uber. She treated this man like an Uber driver, like a Lyft driver, y'all. Like, I cannot I even surprised <laughs> to see him. She was not she surprised. She's her heart out to her, and she's like, "Thank you." She, pour, she pours. His, he pours his whole heart out. Time. He's like, he's like, I didn't, you know, 
we I didn't it wasn't love at first sight I loved you as a friend and that's how we came to know each other and then he starts describing all these things real Jacob like by the way because it was giving me a little mm-hmm. bit of Joe from you and he's like the way you uh the way you roll your hair and the way you squint your eyes when you're angry and you know he was doing all that trying to give her some Harry met Sally you know what I'm talking about and she literally is like thank you next that's literally what this bitch says. She's like, thank you. That couldn't have been easy for you to express that. Now drop me off at my husband's house. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Listen, cue, cue the video of uh, Raven Simone cackling. Because that was me go. watching that feed and shaking my head like, oh, this girl. Oh my God. I wish. Like, <laughs> I wish. For real. For real. It was too gangster. And yes, I'm a hypocrite because if the shoe was on the other foot and a man had did that, oh, I would be ripping him apart. And you know what? I do not care. Double standards right now, exist for a reason. Exactly. Doing this stuff in all these stories and still be come back and be like, I realized you're the one that I wanted all along. Not exactly. today. Women not don't today. women. Women have never had a toxic hero before. And I'm here to say that La Aura is my toxic queen okay like that, that I'm with dog, but toxic. i'm here for it no i just want to know if she lines her pussy with coke or something because she I got mean, these men acting so crazy i it's thought, I thought bella i I'm thought bella had i thought bella had jacob and edward going wild because you got to understand bella wasn't even giving up the coochie like bella oh. was not having sex with these dudes and they was you know, he was about to go sacrifice himself to the Volturi, and all he did was sniff her hair. But Laura got her beat, y'all. Like, Laura, that's all I had to say. We can get back into regular conversation, but I had to give my queen her respect. I had to give her her flowers, okay? Because she deserves she deserves no, the flowers. I agree with you. I agree with this man like a taxi driver, okay? The taxi driver that he is. Listen. No, and I appreciate it. Like her a doing G that. with her friend Olga standing there trying to not to look suspect and grinning like an idiot. I was like this. <laughs> Olga stressed. Meanwhile, Olga stressed the fuck out. Olga, like, are you are you serious right now? Nacho pull up with the taxi cab. Nacho take her bag out the back of the car, Sircon style, when he dropped Ada off at the airport. Pulls her bag <laughs> out, out the truck. And Olga standing on the side, like. Oh, you're serious. Like, this is happening. Like, you're like, no joke. <laughs> I know Olga in her head. She's like, I regret the day I befriended this bitch. <laughs> like, she's about to get crazy. her killed. She's about to get Olga this killed. Crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just had to get out all my chest because, yeah, I right. Oh, that was hilarious. Um, okay. I had someone. I had tweeted that we were watching this this morning, and I had someone. Um, actually, I have it up. It's Ash period um it's at my crack is chaos i love your name because that's hilarious she um commented and said if you under understand the ending please tell me um so i I want us to unpack the ending not only for her but maybe if anybody else didn't understand i think i kind of got it um but yeah let's 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 go ahead and unpack this ending um christy you want to do you want to recap the ending since me and me and honey gave some recaps well, so with the ending, she shows up to talk to Massimo. He's standing there on the beach. And he says, you know what? Let me talk. Let me get this out because this is really hard for me, which is surprising coming from him. So he proceeds to tell her the fact that you went through all this by yourself and didn't come to me. I should have been a part of that. That baby was a part of me. 
that was our baby. That was my baby. We should have went through this together. And for the simple fact that you didn't, it killed me. Right. So she proceeds, you know, just standing there and just staring at him with this OG gangster looking, you know, facial expression, like she ain't got no feelings. And this man is pouring her heart out, pouring his heart out to her and telling her that he wanted to be there for her and it's wrong and how his father left him with, you know, a saying. So I'm shocked. Massimo done turned a poet saying how if you love someone, you let them go. And if it was really true love, they'll come back to you. If it's not, it wasn't meant to be. Mm -hmm. Right. I was like, oh, shit. He right. Really all Bars. Are you back, baby girl? <laughs> right? Yes. yes. We get her. The, okay, Asha Hano, we get the uh, call back to the first this movie. <laughs> we got some Are you symbolism. back, baby girl? I fucking died. I was like, are you? <laughs> are you? you? Chris, you sound just like him. <laughs> no, listen. Are you back, baby girl? If that, was, if, if that was me, I would have been on my knees ready for that man praying praying to Allah is that what you mean honey you'd be praying I would be praying for something slurp slobbing slobbering all over (laughs) oh my god I was so proud of us because we got through most of it without being inappropriate but here we are (laughs) we had to listen we had to this movie was PC or rated R right it wasn't explicit it wasn't rated porn (laughs) yeah it wasn't too bad (laughs) But still, though, I have a problem. Before we get into what I really want to get, before we get into the lovely uh, porn part, (laughs) I really also would like to commend them. Yeah. Like, I know it's trash, but also that conversation where he talks about the miscarriage and how they need he wishes they would have gone together. Like, it's it's a real conversation. Like, I I have never personally gone through a miscarriage but I know a lot of people who have and that is a conversation that they've had with their partners and sometimes men feel isolated and that's where some of the problem comes in like if the partners don't go through the miscarriage together don't go through the pain together that's what destroys relationships the aftermath I will commend them the plot on this movie was a lot more plotty way more right no I, I will say that it was out of all three this was this was it still best. had it still had the montages. Okay. <laughs> we still Listen. got the we still got the bomb ass cinematography. I, I was about Thank to say I do love the that. cinematography in this movies, but I something I did say in the chat was this is the most we've ever seen them talk, and that's yeah. sometimes that's kind of my issue and gripes with some of the DZs we have watched. I'm not gonna say any specific names, but All I hate I hate bad communication tropes. Yeah. I can't stand bad communication. I cannot hate when when partners kind of walk around each other and, and don't talk about stuff ami oh god. oh god they killed me and no, i can they- talk shit because i watched that from beginning to end and i was in that fandom oh my god the worst i, quit. I was just watching vicariously through y'all because after he done tell her in the car how no we're gonna argue we're gonna fight and we're gonna come back together no matter what we're gonna tell each other things and then the next day you overheard a part part of a conversation of a conversation and you went and you showed up with some next bitch in front of me you think no, I that, was wasn't, that was terrible on its own he finds out about the miscarriage and then goes back and marries that hoe because he didn't listen, want to embarrass her are you fucking kidding listen, me listen 
The Sorry, way I still have feelings on it, probably. So Sorry, I didn't know I was Stop still that. this mad. I'm, a, I'm not even going to stab him. I'm just going to slice his face. You're going to walk around with the scar on your face. Fuck that. That shit right there. Bruh, I will never get over that. I get heated. That, like, nah, I know, I'm heated still, obviously. I thought I was over it, but apparently I'm not over it. We, we could never get over shit like that. Like, who the fuck does that? Like, who does that? Like, okay. All right. Back to three. And my right? and my fans, it was not me this time because I know I did drive. I don't give a damn. I, I did I drag AMI when I was talking to uh cool cat DZ. I did drag them and they was like, Why you come for AMI unprovoked? So it was not me this time. I did not come for y'all. Unprovoked. No, it was, it was me. my it was my daughter wife. Is so blocked. You can definitely tweet me your thoughts. I have feelings I about I it. I'm more than happy. And you know they will. And you know they will. And you know they will. They can. It's fine. I work from eight to eight, so they can tweet me all they want. (laughs) Yeah, no. Getting back to three sixty five. Yeah, like three sixty five. All right. So let me get uh, mad on behalf of Massimo. Right. All right. Cue this. You have issues with your husband, right? You went through something. He went through something with you, whether at this, whether together or not. Y'all been through some stuff. Y'all ain't talking. He don't want to push it. He's showing he care for you by giving you space and time to heal. And, you know, just being fully supportive. And yet you still griping and bitching, you know, because you were brat. All right, boom. You did all of that. And then now you get mad when he's turning to his old vices. Bitch. 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 You have to take some accountability. You have to. Like, you just gonna do all this shit, run around creating a mock, wah, 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 I lost a baby, and you, and mad at him for not knowing about it. Are you fucking kidding me? We done brought the Jamaican out of curse. You hear how much she Can't help it. Because, oh, you know, I can wear different hats. I see it from different points of view. Because Shorty did all of this stuff, and she has yet to take accountability for. She not ran it. away with the help. At that time, she still thought this bitch was a gardener. Which, by the way, let's talk about. Why did you think he was a gardener that could get you on a private jet to leave yeah. your husband? Bruh, to island husband. to that a part. private island. That like, part. how did he have access to a house if he was a gardener? Oh wait, by the way, in the books, it was the Canary Islands. They went to Portugal, so I'm guessing the budget was cheaper. Um, oh, okay. That, yeah, thank, thank you for that. Uh, for that behind the scenes, Chris. <laughs> let's wait wait let's not leave my girl ash hanging because we did not uh, we did not answer this question um do we we understand the ending i guess because they left it kind of open-ended with him yeah with him saying are you lost baby girl cue the scenery yeah and that's basically how it ended are are you back ask her him asking her if she's back so this is my this is my take on it um I think he, yeah, I think the ball is just in her court right now. So, like, I do think it was an open ending. Um, I think she might be back personally. I think, like, I haven't read any of the books, so I don't don't know. But I think basically she needed time. She needed a time to live that part of herself to explore a different option, which I don't necessarily condone. But if you've seen Nacho, I kind of do condone it. Um, but I, I digress. <laughs> um, and so I think she needed time to do that and to, to think about it. And I think the, the fact that they are having conversations now and communications and he's actually asking her, he gave her time. She asked for it. She was like, I just need space from you. He was like, okay. He went to Sicily. He gave her time. 
when he found out, then that's when they started talking again. And so I personally think she's not going to divorce him now. I think that the only reason why she wanted to divorce him is because he was boxing her out. And I think the fact that he is literally like this man is a professionally trained killer. And the fact that he is not killing both of them right now, the fact that he said that, you know, the the fact that he said that I love you and I have to let you go. And if you really love me and it's meant to be, you gonna come back. I think Mm -hmm. she's staying. What I I, I really hope happened. And I don't think this is going to happen because I'm not, I'm not a polygamist in real life. But fictional me wants <laughs> all two? three of them to get yes. married. I want them to be brother husbands. With Let's them, go. Them Let's do it. Looking like the way they look and doting and look like they know how to move. You know what they I mean? They can just get a With huge house. They can get a huge Man. mansion. And the three of them can just and live together. So that's, that's yep. my hope. And that's my. those are my predictions for the next film. <laughs> here's how i understood it i do agree with you in the fact that um first of all the cinematography in that final scene was just perfection Mm -hmm. like budget it was amazing Mm -hmm. um but he he was letting her know for he let her know that he's known all along like he knew before she even fucked that man on the beach what that she was thinking about him and Mm -hmm. she was distancing herself so the fact that he let her know i've known all along i when i left not only did he leave but he left her his jet and was like the the plane is yours Mm -hmm. so he didn't even know if she was going to take the plane to go back to what's his face if she was gonna but the fact that she didn't the fact that she the minute he left and told her he was giving her going back to sicily and the plane is hers the fact that she went back home to her parents first tells me she's not going to be leaving this marriage. I don't know. And I might be boo-boo the fool, but that was the first step that told me she's not leaving this marriage. Cause she could have just been like, I'm done, gone back, found I'll, I'll nacho cheese. My what? prediction. I'll tell you my um, prediction. So I hope both of you are right. I really do. Cause I think the book and so far in the movie, Massimo has been done an injustice. Sis is what I would like to call an anti-hero, which is my favorite types of hero because they operate more in the shades of gray. And if I need to understand or keep my feet grounded, you know, because as human beings, most of us operate in the shades of gray, whether we like to or not. We call ourselves hypocrites. I say we're not, we are human. But for my prediction, I don't think she's going to stay because she's going to end up pregnant for Nacho. And I think that's how he's going to gain her. That's Ooh. my prediction. Oh, God. Mm. I hope to God not. I can't. Yeah. That well, would be so is. messy, though. Like, I would be kind that of would be for messy. It, that's that, would, mess. that would be on par for Laura. Okay. I don't, but I don't Chris, think it I feel like you're looking at this like a DZ. I mean, <laughs> But is it not? Besides, okay, besides the fact, besides the fact that there's sex in it, because that obviously would not happen, we would just see a whole bunch of blurred <laughs> images the entire time. <laughs> um, but it is very Deezy like, and I I will attest to say that that's why I love it so much because it does remind me of a Deezy. They, but I don't think it is. Here's the thing, though. Um, I they they haven't fully followed the books. 
No, thank God. She's so, I, which is why I don't think she's going to get pregnant by Nacho. I do think Nacho is going to be in the, in the outskirts trying to tempt her back. But I, that whole scene of, if you love something, let it go. He already let her go mm-hmm. and she came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wouldn't have been so gun but we have to talk about this. You have to think about the conversation she had with Olga, where she said, we have to talk about this. We yeah. have to have it out. We have to have a conversation. That's if she was done. Like I love Lara, but let's be honest here. If she was done, done, she wouldn't have even bothered coming back. She would have yeah. just, no, I mean, and that goes back to how you said the, the brat that she is and brats, like brats and, and women who want kind of a reaction and so if she would have gotten a visceral reaction out of him, I think it would have just pushed her away even more. And he yeah. knows that. I think he yeah. knows her enough. And so I think by being vulnerable and being like, I let you have he your gave space. Her what she wanted. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so I, I agree with that. I I personally don't think, I mean, if they want to go full telenovela, she might be pregnant in the next, in the next movie. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Soap operas, Disney. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Days, days of our 365. Like I'm gonna be there, <laughs> eat it with some popcorn. So that's what you should call this episode: Days of Our 365, Part Three. I love it. I love it. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we talked about the, the sex ending. scene. Can we talk about the sex? Okay. Scenes? Yeah. I was like, is there anything else we need to get into? I almost forgot. <laughs> about the, about the most it thing. Thing. Yeah. Well, the main thing is that I noticed is that in this one um and not to bring symbolism into this but (laughs) all the sex no all the sex that Laura had with both of them she was fully clothed I know I didn't notice that yeah yeah so and for me that yeah it was it was hot they were hot Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to like go back and do you think you think something maybe happened do you think that was maybe the actress decision like, I don't know I don't if we're reading too much into maybe this. It is. But. And I might be reading too much into it. But for me, it kind of showed that Laura didn't first she had a, she was out with Massimo and didn't fully trust him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she fully trusts Nacho either, because getting yeah. fully unclothed and bearing it's, yourself and having sex very, that way is very, very vulnerable. Yeah. And vulnerable. vulnerable. So mm-hmm. it showed that she wasn't willing to be vulnerable with either of them. Yeah. I, I, I would agree oh, with that. I love she just has so much power like ah like oh my god got up in there you got fed she just got that nut and then kept it moving and I will she, never forget how she, I love how she got out man on the beach and then grabbed her purse and left oh, <laughs> she just got she just got out that car and walked and didn't look back she I was treated like, like it was a nail appointment like <laughs> yo sis just walked away she didn't turn back she just oh my god away. i love to see I it i just like, love yes. i love strong female characters so much and like she has her flaws and she's really stupid yes. like we've said that she she's is. naive and I at times her to death. but like she is just such a strong female character and like the fact that we got to get this from from this series is kind of sad like can y'all write some strong female characters so i don't have to get it from basically porn like <laughs> porn and this want more strong so female characters i read like, so much smart I just read another series this month. I'm going to actually mention it later. No, because that's the crazy thing about it is, and this is based upon upon a book written by a woman, a woman. And Mm -hmm. so like 
you know, people get on us for reading smut, but smut is probably the only very educational. Yeah. But also it's the only faction of where I see such strong female characters of women who understand what they want, who understand what they need and they go out, they go after it and they're flawed, but they, they are multidimensional. And it's the fact that I love smut so much is because most of it is written from a woman's lens. So they understand the female gaze and like you even notice in the movie, like, yeah, it focused on their muscles and stuff like that. But it also focused on Massimo, like in a suit. And that's what women like. Like he was dressed to the nines. Both him and Nacho were dressed to the nines. They were showing like elbows and a little bit yeah, of arms. Everything was it through was, a female lens. It was so mm-hmm. obviously through a female lens. There was never a moment where where they were in the gym pumping it up. Like that's not, that's yeah, not what we I want. don't mean to like fully <laughs> objectify him. But did y'all see his ass? Oh, I just want to say it was beautiful. That's uh, it. I just want to say it was beautiful. That's all I got to say no. about it. And thank you for I gracing us that with, that with, with it Spot- on our screen. Spotify That's is going to Spotify is going to take me off the air. I swear to God. Can we talk about? I found out. So I, I I know you guys don't watch Real Housewives so, or at all, but the newest chapter is Real Housewives of Dubai. And one of the housewives literally left her child in Dubai for a year to go be with that man. And I was like, I understand. I can't even fault for her. What? Wait, for real? I support it. Um, yep. She I left. It. She had a child. She had a, <laughs> a son. Left her son with the nanny. Spent a year in Italy being with this man. And I was like, oh my God. I can't, um, and I can't even judge her for it because I do the same thing. <laughs> Listen, Honey, I support it. I support it. <laughs> we've already um, heard your. We already heard your take about who was we talking about. You were talking about uh, pregnancy or something about a child, and this is the second lot. time on this podcast that you have said you would abandon your child to go to go be with Listen, a man. No, <laughs> this is do not a mother. Though. Do not have children. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's let's give women some grace now. Let's give them some grace. Listen, men do it all the time. Yeah, very true. Very true. And guess what? She could. She probably is now a better mother for it. No, she. And it's not like she didn't have money. That child was well taken care of. Goes to private schools, <laughs> lives in, has like a a but weekday does, home and a weekend home. But does he have a bond with his mom though? Did that bond yeah, still? I mean, that's yeah, all that matters. Like it looked like he did. She well, was really into He dragged. I mean, he shades the hell out of her and drags her all the time and calls her out which i love too but they have a really good relationship i mean does he do it respectfully let's not not get into uh respect let's go back to lara and her gold lining but jj um yeah (laughs) laura (laughs) and the in the vagina skull indiana jones and the the crystal skull (laughs) of laura I wrapping was, up, so I will say, um, I I really, I love Laura. I, I mean, I drag her, but like I said in the beginning, I I appreciate the fact that she gives me complex emotions, and mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even the things she does that annoy me. I I kind of understand why she would do the things she does although I feel like I'd be more savage than her like for me I would have fucked Nacho back in the second movie yep same um 
Yeah. So she's not a so savage. Do you think I know we're wrapping up, but do you so you back to the justification of it all? You think she was more justified in that moment because she thought that Massimo had cheated on her, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. then it would be but a, a revenge fuck. And this time it was still a revenge fuck. But, but for was, me, the reason why yeah. I wouldn't fuck this man is because she knew this man was involved in the plot. So she yeah, could have yeah. fucked anybody other than him for me. And I would have been like, yeah. whatever, get yours. But mm-hmm. but I understand. She's like, I haven't had a chance to fuck him. And I've been dreaming about fucking him. So she's like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Yeah well um wow so i'm just gonna go ahead and say listen to this hopefully you were listening to this episode with headphones in and i will put that disclaimer in the description when i post (laughs) if you got kids just don't even don't turn this on like just wait until your until your husband and your family goes to sleep and listen to the podcast episode because this one is definitely not family friendly um i will say before i have my application open for to be a mobster wife i will be a much Honey, better mobster wife than Laura. if you have a private jet and you're a mobster <laughs> slide in my dms this is not mobster meat okay this is not mobstermeat.com it might be you don't know they might be listening if they are i'm here well if i have any yeah. mafia members in my fan base shout out um, to y'all i appreciate y'all for listening to the podcast yeah I'll i cannot i friends. cannot um much appreciate it <laughs> I cannot. Well, I've had such a fun time as always. You guys are just, I can't, I don't have any words right now. You guys are amazing. I've had a um, great time. This has been fantastic. Thanks we for having me again. Always, of course. Um, listeners, next episode, well, I always try to do it every other um just to give some everybody some reprieve. So next episode will probably be a little bit more wholesome <laughs> again. <laughs> um Ooh, I think me and me and Hani and um, Steph will actually be talking about Pretty Woman, so we're going to be doing another classic rom com that we're gonna that we're gonna ruin for you guys. So I'm really uh, looking forward to that. Um, and as always, forget. yeah, I thank you so much for listening again, Hani and Chris. Thank you so much for for waking up this morning and deciding to take this journey with me. I really appreciate it. It was a wonderful it was time. My pleasure. It was my pleasure. All right. Well, Thanks, and, everyone. Until next time. Bye, everybody.